Time for our monthly chat with the town manager of Mansfield. Ryan Aylesworth joins us this morning to update all things Mansfield. And our program brought to you by the Fenton River Grill. We had a nice steak last night. Ryan, good morning. Happy holidays, my friend. Happy holidays. Go Yankees. Um, well, yeah, and we I see that you got some guy named Soto, but I, I also think you should thank the Red Sox for feeling sorry for the Yankees and donating Alex Verdugo to the mix. Yeah, yeah. It's not very often you see a trade between those uh, those two clubs, so I guess uh, we'll see how it pans out. But uh, Do you think Verdugo is going to be allowed to wear all that bling and have all that beardy stuff going on? I don't think the Yankees like that. Yeah, they're a they're a clean shaven bunch, so he's not going to be able to uh, sport the, the the fire engine red beard he's got there. So uh, it'll be a complete makeover for Mr. Verdugo, I suppose. Seems to me that Mansfield is all lit up and ready for winter. Would you concur? Yeah, you know, uh, while the uh, while the days may be getting shorter, uh, you know, the list of things going on in Mansfield certainly. Is not. Uh, I do, do appreciate you calling out how we've uh, we've upped our game this year with respect to seasonal lighting uh, in the downtown as well as Mansfield Center. Uh, the downtown lights uh, they went live just after Thanksgiving, and then earlier this week uh, were completed on the new seasonal lighting uh, that we added at Mansfield Center along the section of uh, Stores Road, which is basically just immediately south of the intersection with uh, Route 89 or, or Warrenville Road. So. Uh, getting a lot of really positive feedback on how thing how things look, and so if all the if all the seasonal lighting, I suppose, isn't enough to bring out people's holiday spirit, hopefully the uh, the annual performance of the Nutcracker at Mansfield Middle School that's going on this weekend, hopefully uh, hopefully that'll get it done. That's uh, that's a production that's been going on for many years. It's it's become a beloved holiday uh, season tradition at this point, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. Now, my WILI weather calendar says that December 21st, winter arrives. Apparently, winter got a little earlier in Mansfield. You had a winter welcome last weekend. What was that? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a winter welcome. Uh didn't necessarily feel like the throes of winter. It was kind of a balmy night, but we'll definitely take a, a balmy night over a rainy night like we encountered last year. But, uh, yeah, very... Uh, very strong event this year. was well attended. Lots of families. It was great to see uh, the Aylesworth family had a had a wonderful time. Uh, lots of buzz around the uh, the Trimetry event. Uh, that that fun contest. I think the uh, the winner of that event uh, will be announced shortly. Um, so stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, the Ballard Institute. You know, they helped to showcase a a new video that we produced. Why I love Mansfield. Hearing from a lot of different residents, uh, both uh, folks that are newer to town and folks that have been here for a good long while. Uh, the Ballard also had performers entertain children, including my own. Uh, and I saw some adults getting in on the action too, with a uh, with an oversized polar bear puppet out on the street. Uh, definitely was a crowd pleaser. Uh, but lots of crafting, other activities for the kids. It was, it was great to see uh, a number of different vendors and, and uh, municipal uh, boards and committees and departments represented. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, our Stuff a Cruiser uh, event, which is an important um, tradition this time of year, uh, you know, rounding up toys and gift cards uh, for, for families in need. Uh, that was in full swing uh, during the, uh, the winter welcome, and that actually is continuing, and uh, there'll be uh, the cruiser still at Town Hall today, and it'll be at Eastbrook uh, Mall tomorrow collecting 
toys and gifts for for kids in need. So, uh, but yeah, the winter welcome was great. And uh, maybe just once, though, maybe just once we'll actually have some snow on the ground so it can really feel like winter during the winter welcome. Well, I can wait. I got your town newsletter here. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And I see there are more new businesses coming to downtown stores. Can you elaborate? Yeah, so we have uh, three new businesses that have signed leases for spaces along Wilbur Cross Way in the downtown area just recently. So uh, one of them is a, is an, a business called Action Packed, and that's going to be offering retro video games and comic books and collectibles in their new store. That's at, that's at uh, 34 Wilbur Cross Way, I believe Suite uh, 102, if I'm not mistaken. And they were... Um, they were on a hand during the winter welcome as well. They uh, they gave people a sneak peek of their shop, which was great. Uh, similarly, Nautical Bowls, uh, Nautical Bowls, they were uh, participating in the winter welcome as well. So they're going to be uh, serving up uh, what they call superfood bowls at their shop uh, right next door to Action Packed at 34 Wilbur Crossway. So that's a Suite 101. Um, and then Husky's Restaurant and Bar, uh, they're going to be opening a new full-service restaurant uh, serving lunch and dinner and offering a, a, a pub-style menu at 33 Wilbur Crossway. So uh, a lot of activity in, in that part of the, the downtown, and that joins with uh, Square Peg uh, Pizzeria, which uh, moved in earlier this fall to the old Geno's space and uh, Haven Hot Chicken uh, near Price Chopper, which which recently opened with a lot of fanfare. And uh, and then there's Pliables. They're coming to the old 7-Eleven space here in the next few weeks. So. Uh, with the addition of all the businesses, I think uh, there will be s- somewhere around 73 businesses and organizations operating in the downtown, and uh, and over half of those are independently owned. So, so we're uh, very excited to see the downtown starting to fill up as more and more storefronts uh, get activated. Two follow-ups on that. One is that as you talk about new businesses coming to Mansfield, in this case downtown stores, does the town market itself outside of town to attract businesses? How does that process work? Yeah, so we work. Uh, we have. We're very fortunate to have uh, a nonprofit that uh, that we work closely with. It's a partnership between the town and Yukon. It's called the Mansfield Downtown Partnership. Uh, it's basically been around for 20 years. Uh, you know, it was essentially formed when the when the concept of a new downtown uh, was 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 being envisioned and realized, and so. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization that, as I said, uh, the town and the University of Connecticut support. And then the town also uh, contracts with Mansfield Downtown Partnerships, sort of separate and apart from the work that they do to, to support the downtown specifically. You know, we, we contract with them on economic development and promoting the town, marketing the town. Uh, so suffice it to say, the uh, the staff at the Downtown Partnership are very actively promoting um uh, our, our storefront uh, opportunities to prospective businesses and, and really out there uh, make, making the case for why Mansfield would be a great place to, to start a business or, or relocate a business. And part two of that follow-up would be the aforementioned town newsletter. There's a lot of good stuff in there, especially for Mansfield residents. There might be some out-of-towners that care about it too, but I'm looking at it right now. How can people see that aforementioned newsletter? So uh, we uh, make it very easy to go to the website to subscribe. Um, signing up for the newsletter is very easy. Then you'll you'll get it via monthly email blast. We have an ever-growing distribution list. Uh, we also archive the newsletters on the on the website. So even if you don't want it delivered to your 
your mailbox the second it's published. Uh, you can always go on, on the town website and, and go under the tab for newsletters and kind of thumb through them and catch up on what's going on. So we definitely want to make it easy for people to know what's going on. One thing that got my attention off of that was Wednesday, October 25th, Secretary of the State Stephanie Thomas presented trophies to the local election officials in four Connecticut towns that distinguished themselves as the winners of the 2022 Democracy Cup. Mansfield was awarded the Democracy Cup in the category of mid-sized towns. Tell me more about that and what things Mansfield did to get that award from the Secretary of State. Yeah, so uh, this was for the 2022 elections and uh, really was a uh, uh, an all-in approach for our, our, election, election, our election team, our election officials, and uh, our town clerk's office and all of the the volunteers. So, uh, so yeah, we were recognized as having the highest percentage of our registered voter turnout um, in in our population category, which is basically uh, large towns. And um, and yeah, we're very proud of the the effort that was was done to to maximize the percentage of our registered voters that that voted. Um, obviously, elections are only as good as, you know, the, the, the turnout. And so we want to make sure that people exercise their their civic right to to be heard. And uh, in this case, you know, it's just important to underscore that it's not just a single election day activity, that there's an awful lot of effort that goes in in, in we- the weeks leading up to the election to carefully plan uh, for the election, make sure that you know, people are finding their way to be uh, successfully registered. And, of course, there's uh, a lot of effort being done on Election Day for uh, same-day uh, registration or, or Election Day registration. And then, you know, the, the tireless efforts of uh, our election workers in carefully tabulating the votes and, and reporting on the results. And so, you know, we're very, very proud of the work that was done, for sure. And we, this is something that we... We hope to be in the running for, uh, you know, each each year for, for years to come. Do you get credit for UConn students that vote, or does that go back to their hometown, assuming that they vote in their town of residence? Yeah, so they can only be registered uh, to vote in, in one lo- locale. So uh, many students do, in fact, uh, establish residency here locally, and so they would be registered to vote here locally. But others, other students... Um, uh, may opt to keep their their registration um, in their quote unquote home, you know, where their where their parents live, and so it's kind of a split. Um, at this point, I would say still the majority uh, of uh, of uh, undergraduate students at UConn, uh, we believe, are are registering with their uh, or voting, I should say, from their from their home address, their parents' home address, but. Uh, that varies kind of with election cycle, and so we definitely want to make it as easy as possible uh, for students that want to register and, and vote here in Mansfield. You always have a lot of programs going on. What have you been working on this fall? Well, this fall, uh, let's see, we wrapped up our local government academy uh, on November 30th, so that's the 12-session program that we offer to residents that are interested in learning you know, all the ins and outs of municipal government and our municipal operation, everything from our uh, boards and committees to municipal departments. Uh, we had uh, about 20 people uh, registered this year, and it really is a, a commitment. Twelve sessions, two hours each session. We run it on Thursday nights, and another really good group this year, just very engaged, and uh, I think several folks uh, have already expressed an interest in potentially volunteering on a 
on a town board or committee in the future. So uh, that's always something that we like to see in addition to, you know, the information, education that the program provides, just really, you know, hopefully inspire people to, to get engaged and stay engaged and if they have the time and inclination to uh, to serve in some way, you know, moving forward. So, uh, so that wrapped up. That was the third year that we've offered that program. Uh, last month was also our month-long celebration of the uh, Mansfield Community Center's 20th anniversary. The uh, the community center opened its doors in November of '03, and so 20 years later, we we find ourselves here today, and we're we're still incredibly well received by by the Mansfield community and the, the broader community. I know the uh, the Chronicle once again, the readers of the Chronicle once again, voted the Mansfield Community Center, you know, the best health and fitness center this year and and that's with the reader's choice awards and so we're very proud of that and we're looking forward to the next 20 years and continuing to you know improve upon the programs and services that our community center provides um oh hey i'd also point out since i don't think we had a chance to, to touch base on this last last month i think we ran out of time that we have a new library director so she actually started uh mid-november her name's devin andrews uh, so we're very excited uh, to have Devin in place, she's uh, she came to us from Charleston, South Carolina, where she has uh, has amassed a, a wealth of uh, library experience, a variety of different roles. Uh, she really brings uh, a genuine passion for the profession, you know, creativity and programming, and and an eagerness uh, to be a part of the Mansfield community, both herself but also her her family. So we're we're delighted that uh, we were able to recruit her here and uh, we hosted a, a community open house during her first uh, week on the job uh, which as I said was uh, the middle of last month. So I would just say for anyone who hasn't yet had a chance to uh, to stop by Mansfield Public Library and meet Devin, you know, just come by and, and say hi. Please uh, please do that. Um Oh, geez. What, what else can I tell you about, Wayne? Well, I tell me about Mansfield tomorrow and how the various planning projects that you've been handling on that. Yes, yeah, so uh, we have a master plan, uh, Mansfield Parks and Rec master plan that's in the final stages of development. Uh, we're anticipating a final plan being issued uh, this coming February, uh, and a lot of time and energy and thoughtfulness has gone into that. We have... Uh, Basically, a, a neighborhood-level uh, master plan, if you will, for the northwestern part of town that's being actively developed as well. And we had a well-attended community forum for that plan that was held last month, uh, over 60 people providing input. And we have an open survey right now, um, again, on, on the sort of future of the northwestern part of town that uh, is going to be open and able to uh, be completed through December 20th. And I uh, would encourage anybody who hasn't yet taken the survey to go to mansfieldtomorrow.org uh, to do that. We have a municipal facilities master plan as well. Kind of ra- rounds out the three master plans that we're doing right now. And, and as far as f- the facilities work goes, uh, we're conducting focus groups and stakeholder interviews right now. And we're actually also in the process of applying uh, for a state grant to help fund the next phase of uh, all that important work. So the uh, status updates on all, all three of those projects uh, are, are routinely updated uh, or provided on mansfieldtomorrow.org for anybody who wants to check it out. And you're also hosting some input sessions on establishing a cultural district in Mansfield. Do tell. Yeah, so we, um, we've been exploring this for a little while now. We uh, were offering or uh, putting on Three community input sessions were actually two deep already. We had one on uh, November 14th and then a second 
on December 5th, and we'll have our third and final planned uh, community input session on January 17th, so just after the new year. Uh, all those sessions are being held in person uh, in council chambers. The one on January 17th, uh, I believe, uh, is uh, scheduled to be 530 uh, to 6:30, and it's going to focus uh, on stakeholders that are interested in helping to plan and potentially establish a cultural district or potentially uh, multiple historic districts or cultural districts uh, in, in town. So we, uh, we're definitely excited about that. And as always, Mansfield seems to be initiating some new sustainability programs. Let's talk about that. We, we had Virginia Walton on, your recycling coordinator, director, a few weeks ago to talk about some of that. But uh, what do you have sustainability-wise? Yeah, I think a couple things to, uh, to highlight this month. Uh, one is uh, our Power Smart campaign, and that's actually going to officially launch on December 13th. Um, and this is being spearheaded by our uh, our sustain <coughs> excuse me our sustainability committee in partnership with an entity called uh, smart power it's the nation's leading nonprofit uh, marketing organization that uh, basically promotes clean energy and energy efficiency so uh, on December uh, 13th uh, 6 p.m. Uh, in our in our council chambers uh, we're going to have a presentation on how uh, how a home battery system can be paired with a new or existing residential solar array to provide power at night and especially during a power outage and all the different uh, financial incentives that can be accessed for people that are interested in adding solar solar power to their home or if they already have solar as i said adding uh, the battery uh, power backup or storage uh, option as well so uh, these are all important things that we can do as homeowners to to uh, save money, but also obviously promote uh, sustainability. And uh, and then the second thing I wanted to uh, to touch on was uh, what we're doing uh, with, with with food waste. So we always strongly encourage residents to compost. It really is the the best practice to either compost their food waste at home, or if they uh, don't have a place to compost at home, to to bring their food scraps to the transfer station for composting. But we're, ac <coughs> we're actually trucking out a couple other options now, introducing a couple other options that we're excited about. And one is a weekly curbside food scrap collection program. So people would receive a six-gallon container uh, to collect their, their food scraps, uh, placed on the curb to be emptied weekly by a vendor called Blue Earth Compost. And uh, basically this program will start once we have 100 households signed up. And, of course, the benefits, you know, involve eliminating the management of backyard composting if you do that. And, and you can compost uh, really just about anything, you know, meat, bones, fats. So, uh, so that's one option, this, uh, this curbside food scrap collection program uh, that we're offering for just under $15 a month with the first month being free. And then the sec second option is an in-home, uh, what's called a food cycler. And that'll be a $20 a month option. Uh, people that participate in that will receive a food cycler that dehydrates their food scraps. And uh, there's actually tech support provided to people that, that rent a food cycler. Um, and the, uh, the finished material that you get from the dehydrated food scraps is perfect for you know, spreading around your lawn or garden. And uh, these are all just ways that we can, we can reduce our waste, reduce the, uh, the tonnage of waste that, that we have to process, and ultimately you know, return, return that, uh, those nutrients to the earth. Yeah, we had Mark Morgan and Trevor Mance from Casella on talking about the food cycler program, as did Virginia Walton, the Mansfield Recycling Director. Any other updates you want to share this month? Lastly, Ryan? 
Well, I definitely want to make sure that uh, that uh, residents know that we have our Season of Giving campaign uh, going on. This is uh, administered by our uh, Human Services Department here in, in Mansfield. So I know I already touched on, <coughs> excuse me, I already touched on one way that folks can participate in in the Season of Giving, and that's through the the Stuff a Cruiser event. But uh, there's there's no less than probably half a dozen different programs that residents uh, can donate to, and that includes our Neighbors Helping Neighbors program, the Holiday Fund, the Campership Fund, a program called the Warm and Cozy Senior Holiday Drive, and our, and our Back to School program. So uh, checks can be made available or, or payable to the, the town of Mansfield. Um, just to include the, the fund that you want to support in the, in the memo field. There's a lot of information on this online, but you know, uh, a, a lot of us are fortunate uh, that, that we, we we aren't left wanting, or our children aren't left wanting during this time of year. But we have uh, so many friends and neighbors that aren't so fortunate, and we just really hope that people will 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 think about that, especially this time of year, and 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 look to help out in any way that they can. And the Mansfield Human Services Season of Giving campaign is is just uh, one of the best ways to do that. Good stuff, Ryan. Thanks for the update. Thank you, sir. Go Yankees. Pitchers and catchers anytime now. That's the bearded Ryan Aylesworth, town manager in Mansfield. Ryan could not play for the Yankees because of that beard. Our program brought to you by the Fenton River Grill on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.